Sorry, y'all. I had to let that one run. What's happening? Courtside Radio is Thursday, 6.30. Your boy Shice Wright back in the building, a.k.a. Bruce Courtside. It's me and uh, I got one of the shooters with me. And we got our, one of our special family guests that's always here, almost like the Courtside mascot. He'd be live in the building, but it's your boy Bruce Corsai. We're gonna be a little short-handed today, but we're gonna keep it going because it's Lakers talk all day. You already know how I go when I'm here. So Himes might be a little salty, but what can he do? What's up, big time? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, what's up, guys? This is Courtside Thursday, live from the Good News Radio Station out here in Los Angeles. It's good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Alex Himes at Himes LA. Ooh, resident Celtic fan in the building. And for those of you who are tuning in that haven't heard uh, since... I haven't been here in a couple days or a couple weeks because I had a car accident. Uh, it has been the Jewish New Year has come to pass, so I want to wish every one of the listeners happy Jewish New Year. Lashana Tova to all of you, to your families, all blessings to you all, and hope you guys are having a good start to this one. Yes, sir. <laughs> PB, what's happening, brother? Kenny, touchdowns and tangents is in the building. He's going to help us out today. Big PB. My bad, doggy. I got you muted. Let me get, let me step my ex- oh, uh, no. engineering up. It's all good. It's all good. Thank y'all for having me on. Always yeah, welcome. It's a, it's a Lakers, Lakers town. I mean, yeah, we got we got a lot going on I here. Got the slides on, like you, you know, know, rep. Let's be on. Oh my god, this guy's showing up. Re- he's ready for today's show. As long as he don't got PB? the half Raiders, half Rams going today, I'm good. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. I was having like a whole fan phase. Yeah. And I was really just using the Rams for clout. Yeah, they, I, I mean, mean from the Super Bowl. <laughs> and like Todd Gurley's on my fantasy team, and arguably my early MVP right now because he's the only one putting out. Calvin really got handcuffed and thrown in a, a trunk somewhere with a bunch of August Alcina merchandise, and no one has seen him since. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> oh, my boy got the jokes oh, all day, man. At least man, he I can laugh. You. At least he can laugh at it, uh, you know. So today, I want to just bring up the fact that we are going to be talking about the Lakers and the NBA Finals. Yeah, get it out now, because I, yeah, I got it all right here for We you. might as well get this started. Uh, we have Game 5. Well, no, 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 no. We're not even going to go there oh, yet. You want, you want to talk about the recap? All right. We, we just had Game 4. I didn't all get to right, talk about shit. We'll give the fans, we'll give the fans Come and you on, what they dog. want. All right. This was a good game by the Lakers. I have to admit, at first it wasn't so much because they started doing the sloppy play that yeah. they've been known to kind of fall into the rut of being yes. a, unable to hit outside shots, yes. allowing teams to take advantage of the turnovers and really get uh, like advantages on the fast break. But the Lakers managed to pick it up and they outscored. They completely dominated and outscored the Heat. Basically, dominated literally from midway through the second half on. They were ready on point. LeBron yeah. had everything rolling. The Heat in this game, 
they they rely on Jimmy Butler and much like we say with the Lakers how they run on Anthony Davis don't get me wrong LeBron James is definitely yeah. the premier player on this team but Anthony Davis look at it statistically look what he does for this team well he had a very slow start to this game he did but very he, slow start but his play in particular makes them that much better yeah so when you're having to deal with a team that has that and you are that player on that team being Jimmy Butler he is what Anthony Davis is for yeah. The Heat, basically. He is the engine that gets everything going. So he needed to have a 40-point triple-double for them to get a win. And that tells me a lot about this Heat team. Even though they had a good game and Bam was back, granted back from injury after missing a couple games, doesn't change the fact this is still the Los Angeles Lakers, a major roadblock in the NBA Finals. Yes. Huge. Massive. But, like, I, it was a a great game all around for the Lakers. Second half, I want to say. And it was mainly because... We got the role players stepping up. Morris played 30 minutes. Dwight only played eight. They started with Dwight and realized that he wasn't going to be able to work it out with Bam. And they were like, all right, well, let's just go to Morris. And Morris pretty much got the bulk of those minutes. There was no more center yeah. pretty much the rest of the game. Then we had AD. Like I said, AD got off to a slow start. I think he had like eight points in the first half or something like that. Came out in the, in the third quarter and had a really, really good showing. And then his defense, you know, he was uh, – he was pretty much holding down the defensive end and take, taking the task of handling Jimmy Butler, especially in the second half, which was very necessary because we had to stop Jimmy. Jimmy had a 20-point triple-double, basically. Yeah. But like he, he had to get the ball like taken out of his hands a few times, but he was still making plays. He played well. We also had KCP, who had a very big game, 15 points. He's been having like knocking down big shots. He had like five points in a quick the corner spurt. triple. That corner triple, and then right after he took Duncan Robinson to the hole and made yes. the layup. Yes. Should have been a foul, but you know we'll let that slide today. I only have one. Uh, I only have one bone to pick with the Lakers, realistically, and this is me being an NBA fan, and I think this is something that Shaq and Chuck can relate to, right? Yeah. I'm looking at the stat sheet, and I see Anthony Davis, of course. He had an amazing game. Uh, in 41 minutes, he had 22 points. He had the nine rebounds. He had four assists, and he still did his job, right, with four blocks and one steal. Yeah. One big donut, though, is the offensive rebounds, and he had nine rebounds overall. Look, yeah. to me, Anthony Davis needs to be a guy that on the offensive end, he needs to be grabbing more boards. You can't yeah. have a donut in the offensive rebound category, especially when you're playing Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is the the perimeter player that he is covering on other possessions yeah. at the times, right? Power forward position. Yeah. He's getting out-rebounded by that. I mean, and Bam he, is out there with one shoulder, and, and AD still should know because if he, as he had this shoulder injury all year and you kind of want to stay out of the paint sometimes when it's like that, like, you take, take advantage. advantage. Take advantage of Bam. You have take the advantage. length. He is the tallest man on the court. Exactly. Even when they're putting in Kelly Olin, he can't even get off the ground. It's athleticism. He has he's the most athletic player on the court. He's the largest player on the court. He has the longest length on the court and he has the best ability to draw a foul from the rest refs on the court, right? PB, what you thinking? Honestly, when it comes to the heat, I think had they been able to catch the Lakers when they were having some of their, you know, not so good performances early in the series, that they probably would have had a chance to turn it around and steal some home, some home court and probably be at least up, you know, with the chance to, you know, force it back to Miami. But the problem is they're just too young. Yeah. Like, speaking of young, Tyler Hero, you know, like the kid had that 137-point game 
and then and now disappears. And I, you, I don't want to say he's disappearing. Like we are so like spoiled when it comes to sports. The kid had twenty points and like almost ten boards and, and what five or six assists, something like yeah, that. Yeah, twenty one, seven, seven and three. Yeah, so like he's the kid is playing his heart out. Like the fact is that they don't have Dragic, who was their second oh best or gosh. almost first yeah. best player. He was. Yeah, like him and Bam were just like. And we haven't even they mentioned the fact the we haven't even mentioned the fact that Kendrick Nunn has been a no show absence for the yeah. Heat basically in this postseason, and they've still managed to maintain it and actually become better than yeah. what they were. They've been able to actually outgrow expectations. Bam had a decent game. Oh no no no! Bam had a decent game, but what Duncan I'm saying Robinson is, has 17 points. Duncan Robinson has been showing out. Him and Tyler Hero are true problems that are going to plague the league for years to come. Right? That's that's a known fact. They're to me akin to being like a knockoff version of the Splash Brothers with Clay and Steph. Mm-hmm. That's how good they are from the three point line. It's truly unfair. Watching uh, Duncan Robinson shoot threes reminds me of the season where Kyle Korver almost hit a 50 percent mark with the Utah Jazz and had the highest three-point percentage in the season, right? These guys are very good. They just ran into the one team that they couldn't beat. They caught a hot streak, just like we said about baseball. When you think about what baseball is in the situation of right now, you have seasons in a season, right? You have 60-game stretches where one team is the best team in baseball, and now you were experiencing that going into the postseason. We see the Rays that are about to take out the Yankees, right? The Miami Heat rode that wave in the NBA bubble. They took teams by surprise. They didn't have to go into the NBA arenas and take down the likes of the Boston Celtics or the Pacers in those teams' conference homes, right? They didn't have to go and travel. They didn't have to go back and forth. They did it all in a bubble when players didn't have all the teams didn't have their players or their full rosters so you're taking advantage of this wave and that's why the heat are in this position for me yeah they remind this team reminds me of the thunder when they made it to the finals with westbrook harden the year after dallas they're so good and they don't thank you when you're that young you don't know your own limitations yeah and we're seeing that with this heat team these young these role players don't know their limitations exactly so they're just out here not caring you know living playing free they know that they probably don't belong and it's more like yeah i shouldn't be here anyway like i can probably they're going off instinct and they don't want. have that but extra miami's wisdom. just miami's just not deep enough yeah. they like, are they're gonna have to make a couple moves this off season that like puts them like over i think they should bring Dragic back i think they should kind of like keep it how it is but you have they to need get to add some, more you have to get more firepower firepower off the bench yes and Kendrick Nunn's just not having a good you know play but he's young we we expect you to flame out you always have these I mean Kuz was this guy Kuz came into the league they thought he was gonna average 20 plus they're in the bubble he's he's like nine points a night you know or something like that and he actually started off hot in the bubble but I mean like early in the career like Kendrick Nunn's a rookie no yeah and these guys caught hot when they started outside of the bubble at home in front of their crowd exactly same thing with Kemba Walker they uh, Danny Ainge said the same thing about Kemba Walker how he wasn't the same in the bubble look I want to play devil's advocate here all right yeah I know that this is a Laker-centric show. I know the fans listening and tuning in are Laker-centric and that this might bring up some bad memories, but I have to make light of it because I, think it's, I think it's amazing. You that, can't bring me down right now. No, this isn't bringing you down. This is, I, this is a true NBA fan moment, like a true fandom moment. I'm watching the Heat game, right? I'm watching three after three after three get made by Andre Iguodala and LeBron is guarding him. And to me, it's amazing because... I remember distinctly not so long ago watching these two on two very different teams in two different conferences, <laughs> yeah. the opposite conferences, yeah. 
facing off in the finals, one of which walked away with the finals MVP for quote-unquote locking down LeBron, which you don't necessarily lock down. Come you just on, have bro. A good and he averaged a triple-double. Yeah, let's be real. 30 points triple-double And Steph double arguably that. was the best player on the court. But you know something? NBA fans in the NBA media and, you know, Hollywood is the way they are with the way they script things. But I think it's amazing that Andre Iguodala has managed to keep himself as a viable role player for this team. He went from being a legitimate, you know, quasi second scoring option on the Philadelphia teams to being a main threat on Denver for like a year or two and then going over to Golden State and becoming a focal point for setting the defense and here he is in Miami coming off the bench just knocking down threes right he's managed to do what Vince Carter should have been able to do which is get to a finals team at the end of your career when you've become that role player. Yes. And it's amazing for me to see that. That's just a fandom moment I wanted everyone else to become aware of. No, nah, like, it. the thing about it is, is, like, now Iggy's, like, he's just not who he was. No. And you can see he only had three points. He knocked down his one three-pointer that he took, and then he missed a couple. He's a three-point specialist, and uh, he's a three and D. He's Tabo Cephalosha. Yeah, but he's just, and he's just he just doesn't have it there. But like I said, they're just not deep. I mean, once you lose somebody like Jarkis, I just took everything from him. Derrick Jones Jr. is irrelevant in the series. No, he's, he's not gotten a minute. Irrelevant. He's been irrelevant in the postseason. In the postseason, pretty much. And like the kid was playing very well for them all year. Played defense, you know, he's a slasher, he can get to those things and he's athletic. I sometimes I feel but sometimes I feel like coaches like they overthink it. And you should give this kid an opportunity, especially at what you're seeing right now. Like somebody has to keep up with these Lakers and be out here running around carefree and like nobody on the court is out here doing that. Do you think he's gonna go ahead. Do you think the fact that he's such an explosive athlete and his length, do you think he's gonna get the Jeff Green treatment? He already has been. Yeah, yeah. Think but about like, it. He's like at least Jeff Green. Like you could okay. He's he played really great here. He'll, no, there, he'll there's get a better, distinct difference. But then you realized, oh, Jeff Green's Jeff Green. No, no, Jeff Green came in with high expectations. That's what I'm he was the fifth overall pick, and he was with the Thunder. He was looked at as a valuable piece. And then think about what happened with Boston. Right, he gets traded there. He has an amazing postseason run with these guys, averaging 22 a game with KG Pearson. Then pushing the Knicks to six games with a squad that really had no business of going to the postseason. They were like what 41 and 41 and eighth in the East, or no, no, fourth or fifth in the East, right? Jeff Green came off of that, had the heart surgery, right? Derek Jones just, to me, works as an athletic tweener for team for teams that need someone to take fouls and who can have electrifying dunks. He's a He can knock down an open three, though. You know what he is? He's a longer, lankier, more athletic Shannon Brown. That's what he He's is. He's Joe Green. Not even Joe Green actually developed into a player, but no, Derek Jones has a shot. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why Shannon Brown had a shot. Shannon Brown had a shot. Yeah, he could take a three point shot. He could knock down a three. That's why he's Shannon Brown. He is Shannon. That's perfect. Thank you. And and that's why comparison. That's that's why it's not fair. Stupid bounce. Yeah, like both of them have the athleticism that they shouldn't have for their body. Right. Both of them can do a little bit of everything. They can take fouls. They're smart players, and they know what to do for their job and their role. Right. But they're not someone that you're expecting to have, like, an amazing impact. If they do have a great impact, great. This isn't Bismack Biombo for the Toronto Raptors, like, three years ago, right? And then he got yeah. paid by Charlotte. This, let's be real, this is Derek Jones. The 
very minimal player at this very, point. Very, very. But the Heat overall, they've run into the wrong team. That's really what it is. And the Lakers, they ran into the wrong team at the wrong time. The Lakers were starting to click on all cylinders. They didn't even have to face the Clippers, which meant their mental fatigue was non-existent, which meant that their physical fatigue was pretty much non-existent. They could coast into that run. And the Heat were coming off a lot of difficult plays and playing a team in the Celtics, too, that was way better set up to face the Lakers, right? In yeah. terms of matchup-wise yeah, and scoring-wise, they just happen to catch them off guard. That's really what it is. And the Heat just aren't a good enough team to take the Lakers in a seven-game series. They, Not at all. They will push, I think, and I genuinely believe they will win game five. I want to give Jimmy, Jimmy in particular, and Eric Spolstra enough credit to say that I think they will win game five. Because they are respectable enough, they put in we enough. We can talk work. about that later because I have a lot of stuff to back up that why they oh. exactly will not. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but God. yeah, like I said, and another like we know that the Heat didn't have enough; they don't have enough, and it, the inevitable is coming. Um, both teams, the difference on these teams is the bench, I think, and the role yes. players because the Lakers bench has actually played very well in the bubble. And it's been like the big difference because you're going to get your whatever you need out of your stars pretty much. And like even with the bad games they're having, they're not like horrible games. You know, like they're still having good quarters and like little spurts where like things are changing. Well, I'll I'll give you the exact numbers for the bench just so the fans tuning in understand. Kyle Kuzma had the least amount of minutes played off of the Laker bench, which was 18. Yeah. Right. There were four other players off the Lakers bench, meaning a nine-man rotation, right? They all had at least two points or more, right? Two, seven, nine, and nine. The Miami bench, they only had three players. Kelly Olenek, Kendrick Nunn, and Andre Iguodala, all of which played 12 to 25 minutes at most and had a collective 13 points. Minimal impact. Kendrick Nunn had two, was, uh, two of 11 shooting. So just think about how much of a minus he is while he's on the court against this Lakers team who's matched up perfectly to defend him. Think about it. We were talking about Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso, Danny Green. Those are just to name a some of the guys. You could even put J.R. Smith or Dearon Waiters on Kendrick Nunn and he's outmatched because he's smaller and the Lakers are just bigger at every position. The Lakers overall just are just Stronger, like you look at the team, right? It's, it's, they they bully, they bully it the really, game. It really is bully they really, ball. Like they play bully ball. They just slow it down, and that's why I almost never feel we're out of it because no. I like they'll be we'll, down fourteen, take the lead, get a ten point lead, give the lead up, and then go back up fifteen. Like there's like forty five point swings in these games. Like it's so crazy, like how like how long we can dominate a game, or like when we give it away because we get cold or whatever it yeah. might be, but. Just watching, it's it's LeBron James, man. It's man. It's you know it's bad when Danny Green is hitting outside shots. You know your series, especially of all years. This year works. If Danny Green is hitting those outside threes, yeah. If Danny Green makes two shots in the game, it's done. (laughs) You are done. If he makes two shots, that means his defense is on point. Yeah, that means his offense is on point. Might even have a layup. Exactly right. Don't he, let it be a fast break dunk either. There might be he One might t- he might step in for a jumper and then get fouled and have like three free throws oh in a game, goodness. like or one you technical free throw too. That's what's trouble. been changing this. That's what's been the biggest difference. I think is like if Danny played a little bit better, like it would be like no question we run away with the series and probably would have swept. 
But he just can't knock an open shot down. But he can't knock an open shot down. And here he is now being able to do that. All right. Well, enough Laker talk. I, I know we put I know we put Alex through a lot there, but we're going to go on and move on. Oh, God. So, Alex, you know what time it is. Ladies Celtics and gentlemen. Dump. Oh, my God. And for today's episode of the Celtic Jump Dump, let me get started by doing this. Just so we're all on the same page. I have my ring, my KG ring. Shout out to Uncut Gems and Amazon also for hooking me up for uh, this ring. This was 20 bucks on there, so go check it out. <laughs> uh, not really hooking me up, but I had to get the ring. Uh, anyway, today's episode of the Celtic Dump, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the Good News Radio, live from Courtside Radio. The sports studio out here in Los Angeles. Beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. Thank you guys for tuning in. And right now, the Celtic Dump with Alex Himes. For today, we're talking about the future. And for the Celtics, I gotta say, expectations for this team. Some fans had them going to the finals. Some fans had them going to this conference semifinals. It doesn't matter. This team was beyond expectations. They met those expectations and went beyond. Let's not forget, it was only a year ago that we had Kyrie Irving as the starting point guard. Yeah. We had a team that was expected <laughs> to go to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. and further, and we fell short against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I was notoriously famous for picking the Celtics to win that series and having to show out, and now I owe Rob Parker 70 wings. So, 70 wings? Uh, what's your wing count at this point? Uh, I owe out apparently over 200 wings. Do like some wings. Can I get See, in on this bet somehow? No, we're not letting this happen. Anyway, he's done. The Celtics, the Celtics now face a future with uncertainty. So I want to address these three problems right offhand, so we can have this discussion. So Bruce, PB, the first thing that the Celtics need to address offhand is the Gordon Hayward situation. Gordon Hayward oh, is expected to take the his player option. Room. <laughs> Just like every other player we've heard, you take the money and run. Get so your bag, secure the money, and go. He's going to select his option, opt in, get the $34.5 million. That puts the Celtics in a peculiar situation. We're seeing the growth of Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and Jason Tatum, but most notably Brown and Tatum. And having Hayward there only stifles their scoring. We've noticed the Celtics can play well without Hayward, but they also play well with him. What they need, though, ties into the second thing that I'm going to talk about. And the Hayward situation might just fix that. Hayward needs to get moved because his scoring and touches take away from the positive that can be delivered from the big three trio of Brown, Walker, and Tatum. Very true. So... We remove Gordon Hayward, and we address the second problem, which is the Celtics need to get a big. Between Taco Fall, Grant Williams, Robert Williams III, a.k.a. Time Lord, between Daniel Tice and Ennis Cantor, which is essentially a four-on-five on defense, we need a big. We need a big. We need an all-star big. And by big, I mean literal definition, a big man. We need Andre Drummond or Miles Turner because those are the types of bigs that can roll with the offense the Celtics run. Be long, serviceable big men who can get rebounds both offensively and defensively, get nice touches and rolls around the basket, and can run pick-and-pop shots with both Kemba and Tatum and Brown perfectly. All right, since we're here. You already, we, we, me and you discussed the drumming. Yes. I think that's like 
actually obtainable. Like, I think you can get drunk. He opted in to his option with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, I think. Either that or he re-signed with a new contract. Either he way. He shouldn't have re-signed. I think he just opted in for that year, but it's like $40 million or something close to it. And that like works that. out cap-wise. So if we make exactly. a swap... That means the Cavaliers would get Gordon Hayward. We would get Drummond, and most likely we'd have to offer another player back. We would offer them most likely a guy like Grant Williams or a pick, right? Just to make salaries match. We take on that contract, and we roll with Andre Drummond. And think about that starting lineup for a second. You have Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. You can run Tice at the four if you want and take advantage. Nah, nah, you don't want Tice there. But what you can do is when you go small, you can put Tatum at the four, Brown at the If you're going to have Drummond, you might as well have Smart at the two and start. I wouldn't start Smart. I would have him coming off the bench, but if I do have Smart starting, I'm one. Then addressing another scoring issue and a guard deficiency issue. This is the third issue, so thank you for bringing this up, Bruce. The Celtics happen to have an issue facing opposing guards. And by opposing guards, I mean both scoring and point guards. Regardless of whatever guard, let's go back into the crystal ball and look right into the pre-COVID season. I know, that seems like forever ago. Man. But in the month of February, Bruce, I remember as I was covering a couple of these games, in particular the Karis LeVert game, the Celtics in a four to five game stretch managed to give up 38 from Donovan Mitchell, uh, 38 from Colin Sexton, 53 from Karis LeVert, and 40, I believe, from Russell Westbrook. We managed to get torched by these guys. And then what happened? Colin Sexton. And then look what happened in the playoffs. Look at what happened with the Heat. What happened with the Heat? Look what happened with the Raptors. Kyle Lowry, Kendrick, uh, not Kendrick Nunn, I'm sorry. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, all caught heat. Heat, fire. With the heat, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. I think that was an issue with Smart. We have three top defensive players in our starting lineup. I just think Smart's your leader defensively, and I think he was too worried about scoring. Our bench players also need to step up, this which is, is the other which Ooh. is the other issue on the defensive side. You guys don't have any bench anymore. We have Brad Wanamaker, which I am very much a fan of huh? resigning. Brad Wanamaker, handsome Squidward, by, coined by uh, my buddy from work, Shane. Shane uh, coined him. Brad Wanamaker. I love Brad Wanamaker. Wanamaker. I was yes. thinking of Von Maker. I mean, Von Wafer. Ben Baker. Vin Baker. <laughs> Chucky Atkins. Uh, no, right. anyway, yes. Baker Mayfield. But, okay, Wanamaker. Woo. <laughs> all right, who else? That's the other issue. So, overall, the Celtics have these three needs that they need to address. They need to address the Gordon Hayward situation. They need to address getting a center. Top priorities. And they need to address the bench and the defensive liabilities. But I think right off the bat for scoring, one person I would sign just because we already know has had success in the system is Isaiah Thomas, who I've been a consistent fan of because it's an easy, low risk, high reward deal. They did him dirty. Though. Do you? How many? He'd come you, back. Do you guys have a lot of picks left? Uh, yeah, we have the 14th pick in this year's draft. That no, that's trade. not a, that's not a pick. What do you have any like? Do you have any of your Brooklyn own picks, picks or like anybody else's picks? Or you guys are out of picks at this point, right? Uh, from Brooklyn, yeah. This is the Memphis Grizzlies pick, the 14th pick. Uh-huh. And I think we have uh, two others in this draft. Another. The reason I say that is because if you go to Cleveland and you ask for this trade with Drummond, you may have to also take on Kevin Love. I don't think that we'd have to take Kevin Love That's on for that bad. deal. But they I wouldn't think, be shitting. I think it actually helps you. I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to take on Kevin Love if it meant I'd have a starting lineup of Kemba Walker, 
Jalen Brown, Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum, Kevin, Kevin Love, Love, and Andre Drummond. Yeah, but that's not a reality because that's that's right it's off the It's a lot of bat. money, but is Tatum getting paid yet? He's due for his could extension. You, could you guys do a year like this? This, this offseason. Have he's due Andre for this. Drummond on the books just for the one year. He's due for the extension this summer. Tatum is? He's eligible for it. <sighs> he's eligible for it, but can he like just take the uh, the offer? All right, if you have the ability to take that money in front of you and you're his age no, you and you just it. have a kid. But if it does, another thing is if it doesn't take effect until, say he signs it and it doesn't hit the cap this year, can he do that? I doubt that that's the situation, especially with how the NBA is going to go forward with this new potential starting point for this season and for also the new off season yeah. because they're going to start in uh, January, right? So if that's the plan... I don't know how the off season's going to work and whether or not they're going to consider this contractual year ending here and then that. And like, uh, I don't know how this is going to stretch. This this is the problem with this COVID I, season. I think maybe Kevin Love is a better better. I have a proposition. You trade, and sadly, this isn't going to end well for him. You trade him to the Knicks. And your 14th pick. No, you trade Hayward, Hayward to the Knicks. Yeah, they'll take him. 14th pick. And get Kevin Knox, maybe. No, nah, they get need, one of those young uh, players who they know just isn't gonna. You fit need Mitchell there. Robinson. Do you watch basketball? Yeah, and the Knicks are I'll, terrible. I'll Let's take Mitchell Robinson, but I, Mitch is their best player for the. Yeah, most part. yeah. If I'm taking anyone from the Knicks, I'm. With, Mitchell but you Robinson. might need a young swingman. That's what I'm saying. You might they need don't. a. No, that's the thing. They we have Brown need, and Tatum. They have Brown and Tatum. They don't need anybody on the wing. Literally, wheel. our backcourt is set for like the next five years. But if you could get Kevin Knox. If they're not willing to and give up you, Mitch, I'm not taking Kevin Knox. No, nah, nobody's taking Kevin. Yeah, I mean, he's right not now. that bad. He's give that me Marcus bad. Morris from the Clippers back. I want him back on the Celtics. Well, that's fair. If you're going to go veteran minimums, then yeah. No, I'll offer him a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal. What about? Right now. It, what did we talk about? Montrez going to Boston? Yes, oh, but that's he's going what to Toronto, I've said. Actually, no, 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 okay, we did talk about that, but we also mentioned the ability. Look, that's a trade that is a sign and trade situation that's realistic because the Clippers could utilize a guy like Hayward in their system, right? Because yeah. he's a surefire 50, 40, 90 when he's healthy, right? But they don't have Montrez is going to walk. Yeah, but they can sign and trade. I don't think they'll take that money on from Hayward. For one year Is that all he has left? This is the player option Because it's the fourth year I still don't think they do it He's that bad right now It's not that he's bad Because he he did average 17 a game For the games that he was available It's the health issues And the money If he wasn't getting paid this much You're making 30 mil to be Chandler Parsons right now. Look at what Wow Look at what Harrell is averaging (laughs) Think about what you're saying About Montrez Harrell And what he's averaging Right? Yeah, he's averaging basically the same stats. And but you got to go pay somebody to do what Montrez is doing. Montrez is about to get paid. No, I'm saying, but Clippers also have to pay somebody to do. Yeah, that. but Gordon Hayward was in that situation when he left Utah. It's unfair because of the health. Yeah, I'm saying it's just because of the injuries. Yeah, no, that's it. It was screwed you don't from take the night risk. from opening night against Cleveland. That game, his future was screwed from the moment that leg twisted. Mm. Ooh. That was the moment Gordon Hayward's career in Boston was done. Yep. And when Jason Tatum is it that when good, it started too? Huh? Is it that when it started? Yes. That, that was, was like his the first game. First game in Boston. Okay. Actually, first official game. In I know Boston. he's not necessarily the big they need, but what about them trading Hayward to get Julius Randle? 
them trading Hayward to get Julius Randle, uh, contractually it wouldn't work because then the Knicks would have to give us something else, and that would be uh, Mitchell Robinson. Hey, New York, it's James Dolan. I know, realistically speaking, this could probably happen just because it's him. But if you're looking to give me a sweet Hanukkah gift early, send us Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. I'll take him. We'll offer you uh, a lot of picks. Grant Williams in like a 14th pick in this year's draft. And you're giving up Hayward. Look, all right. So the Celtics, realistically speaking, have a lot of murky, uh, have a murky future ahead of them. And we have to address a lot of needs. The big man, the Gordon Hayward situation, the defensive liabilities. There are so many different interchangeable things that we need to address that I thought going into this postseason run, we would be steady. And I think most fans, especially Laker fans that truly watch basketball in that it's your rival, so you're going to pay attention. Know what's going on with the Celtics. You thought the same rival. thing. I would say this. The late, the late, the Celtics are the Lakers' rival forever. I respect, yeah, that's true, I respect but like the right Celtics' now you're really gangster. Not a factor, so. Huh? I respect the Celtics' gangster, and I think if anybody would find a way to get a deal done to make the Celtics Ainge. content, yeah, it's him. That's yeah, why I'm he's like, gonna he's going to fleece he's somebody. Somehow, he's going to come back and be like, oh my God, then he's back fleecing people. And, and the irony if, is, if every year we go with Mitchell Robinson, I. I wouldn't put it past him. And the irony is we come into this every year saying that, oh, you know what? No one's going to trade with Danny Age because they're not stupid, right? And yet every year there is at least something that goes on, whether it's the Celtics make a trade or it's a free agency move, right? They pick up a guy that gets cut for some reason. You, you never know. I remember years ago when the Celtics were going in a postseason run, right? And Michael Finley, yes, Michael Finley was cut by the Mavericks. He ended up on the Celtics of all teams, Right. They managed to get random dudes at random times to fill whatever uh, need that they have. I, I'd like to see Jamal Crawford on the Celtics next season. I think that'd be a perfect bench scoring player if Isaiah Thomas doesn't work out. Yeah. Think about that hey, can with I, Kemba Walker. Can I say something? Sure. Oh, God why, damn it. Why are we talking about the Celtics oh. and they're not in the finals? I don't want to hear it. I'm, I gave him a Celtics dump today. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. We're, I gave we're him a Celtics dump. Technical instead, of a, difficulties. instead of hating ass Mike Kell segment, which we basically just got. <laughs> guys, do you, do I was you, giving him a little bit of a Celtic dump. Do you, do you guys hear a gremlin calling in? Is this gremlin? I hear, I hear uh, an uptight Chiefs fan. Ooh, Man. I like that one. Hey, Man, I, I hear I a guy that owes me wings. I can't be uptight about being 4-0 and oh in the champion, but... Three games, uh, 11 days? I'd be uptight. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you got jokes, but... Yeah, we're tired of hearing about the Celtics, man. Um, and I just want to let y'all know y'all killing it right now. I'm um, still with family, man, chilling out. But I, I had to make sure that the people heard this... Uh, this hating ass my kill segment, I think, is something that definitely the city needs to hear. Alright, so, alright. Hold on, let me drop your little let me drop your little stuff. Oh man, hey, 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 Mike Kell to PG here, the Hayden as Mike Kell segment. I will be in the studio Monday, guys. I promise you that. But who I got to hate on this week? Y'all, y'all won't believe it, uh, especially you, Alex. Is it I gotta me? Hate on my, I got to hate on those late fans out there who really created a petition to keep Coos from getting the ring, man. Like, Yeah, that was hysterical. Is, 
That's hey, ridiculous when it should be Danny Green. <laughs> with, hey, what is going on with Laker fans? The guy is dating a model. He is pretty much our Devin George, the young guy on the team that we expected more out of. He's knocking, he's, he's knocking down, sh- he's knocking down a you few really shots. He's just, playing some bro, good that, defense. That that's an yeah. insult. No, it's that's not. Really it's crazy. Crazy. You Devin on George, bro. I take a Devin George comparison. Oh hey, man, it, it's not an insult. He's dating a model, but you can't deny this guy a, a, a ring. Like he has 18 points in the game. He's been like making like sometimes he surprised you when he hit big shots here and there. Trash. But the guy is on the squad and he is one of our top eight players. For you guys who went out there and created a damn petition, and then not only that, it was people who signed it. Like nearly three thousand people. Like clearly they must have been Celtics and clip maybe a hundred. Mike Kelly, you wanted to like, something funny. You signed it. Yeah, I signed that petition. Yeah. I straight up signed <laughs> that petition. So, hey, either it was it was Laker fans I have to trash or it was Clipper mm. Daryl who created this to try to hate on cool. Where is that we man? Hey, we can't. Laker, Laker, Laker Daryl? Laker Daryl? He's, he's alive. Uh, Laker, he's like, Laker Daryl. His, his, his social media is depressing right now. Like, it's yeah, like he's just making shit up at this point. Like, it's really depressing to even see him out here. He looks lost. Yeah, man. He looks miserable. Yeah, it's bad. Really it's bad. bad, but yeah, that hey, that's that's this week's hate ass Michael segment. Please, Laker fans, we can't hate on our own. We haven't won in ten years. We need to show love to all that we have, and Kyle Kuzma happens to be one of them. And hey, he's done enough of his part. Everybody, people don't realize in basketball sports here when you have a role, it's hard to just play this role when you're used to something else. And he's just adjusted to a role being the maybe the fourth or fifth option which is really tough for a guy who two years ago was able to shoot any shot and we thought he was going to be the next all-star so yeah that's true it's crazy on cal kuzma the hate is too real whoever created the petition shame on you but we're about to get this ring baby the let's Celtics get don't it. Know nothing about it the Celtics don't know nothing about it nothing last time about they it. the ring in 2008 baby so hey it's been hey, a y'all million years Hey, this hey, this is Michael, uh, the PG man. Thank y'all for killing it, man. Uh, let me get back to the fam, but hey, keep it up, bro. We appreciate you big time. Thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. And that was the big timer, Michael, the PG. But back to this Celtics dub. Oh man, I actually. You got anything you need to close out on that? No, I actually I had something random I wanted to talk about. Throw today. it in there real quick. I want to throw a curveball at you. That's not sports. Uh huh. All right, you ready for the curveball? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is a big night. You know mm-hmm. why? It is the season finale, episode eight. Episode eight of Amazon's one and only the, the boys. boys. The boys. So I think it's gonna be big. Too. I think it's gonna be like. Because last year they gave it all to us at once, right? They did. And they this dropped year they it like, all at once. And this year I was like, I was watching and I was like, why did I stop at five? Because I had missed like the first few weeks. I watched yep. the first two, then I missed like a couple. Then I was like, why? I'm like, oh, I forgot they're doing it week to week. And it's, it, it's, it's getting there, brother. See, this is what I want to do. I want to take some time because this is a special Thursday night. We have the boys coming. Let's make our season finale predictions. PB. Are you a fan of the boys? Indeed. Uh, I need to catch up on some episodes, but I pretty much know what's going on heading into the 
finale. Yeah, okay. You sure you want to do this and enter this conversation? Yeah, I don't care about spoilers, none of that. Okay, Bruce, what do you think is going to happen? It's tough because I watched today and it, I mean, Homelander is just a villain at this point, which is beautiful. Always yes. been a villain, though. I mean, yes and no. Like since he, the beginning, since the, he's, but now he's, he's confirmed, like baddie. Yeah, he's just a bad person now. He's just like, no, I'm like here to take over the world. And then he has this little spicy thing on the side that he's. Which, by the way, she was actually in um, a show on FX that was actually really good. It lasted for like four years. What show? Um, fuck, I can't remember the name, of it, but it's like some British dude. It was like, honestly, I, I hate you or something like that. I don't. I, honestly, they would be disappointed. I don't think they're going to give us a big finale. I think they're coming back for like multiple seasons. And I think they're going to leave us with such a cliffhanger. We're going to be so upset and we're going to feel like we're getting what we want. And yes. we're not. I'm used to that with, uh, with shows, especially shows. I appreciate game of Thrones. Yes. Easy game. of Thrones. I mean, we're not going to talk about game. Thank you. No, no, no. Like, no, 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 no. stop. It's one I of the worst parts face. about 2020. I, well, I see. I see what's going on here. We should like, let's just not go there. Was because it the finale or the war that we watched? The entire fucking no, 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 Bruce, dumb. Bruce, Bruce. Was it the war that we watched, or was it the finale? I think it's the finale. Yeah, I think it was the finale. All right, yeah. so like the height, the height, the highest point of that season was Arya killing um, the, the Night King. King. Yes, like that was like the Jordan that felt like game game seven. Yeah, I, I I posted it for the like the switch hand layup. Yes, I was one of the first to post it. I was kind of jealous because somebody actually stole my post. And it was the ringer. And I was like, this is Aria right now. And I was the first person to post. I know for a fact. And they literally just stole my post. And I was like, y'all. Timestamps, man. Timestamps. I was like, y'all foul. But like you said. You're foul. Did you tag him in it? Yeah. yeah. I was on the page. I was like, y'all foul. Y'all know I did this an hour ago. You (laughs) should have quoted them stealing it. And then use like um, the whole face switching thing that Aria was doing. Oh, man. But it, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. It, it made I me wish feel that good just to I even wish remember they, that they scene. had touched on that more. You know, uh, Jack and Hagar that. was one of the coolest freaking characters on any show. I think to yeah. me, to me personally, like Jack and Hagar, fellow oh, Margulis. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Kids are listening. Look, all right. So the boys season finale. I think this is actually going to be a really freaking good episode. I really, I really think that. I think we're gonna find something out about Stormfront. I'm really gonna go there. Some, and say, nah. She's I a think, white supremacist, apparently. I think she's going to be Homelander's mom, and it's gonna be Oedipus. Because really? Think of the setup. Remember what they said about her being uh, that super, the other soup. What was her alternate name that she went by? Um, uh, the light, the the other not chick. lamplighter, not lamplighter. Um, but the the chick who has like the electricity powers. Yes, she came. She found out what her name was, but yeah, it was like something super unassuming. Yeah, she had a she had another alter ego, right? That she went by. Anyway, uh, we're gonna find out that if you look at the timeline, she goes missing. Remember, she said that she or like the timeline goes, she goes missing sometime after Homelander is born, like the year that Homelander is born, right? So my yeah. theory is that she was created from his uh, from her DNA. Or he was created from her DNA. She's, he's her kid. And that sex but scene, like, but like test tube baby, gave yes. a lot of. Look, she said there, your perfection. She literally looked at him when they were first like talking, and he was confronting her, going like, "No, how could I ever hate you? Your perfection." 
and not that wasn't the Aryan protection uh, per, uh, per, uh, perfection. Yeah. That was the oh my god, this is what I created perfection. Yeah, that sex scene was really telling and fucked <laughs> up. That was some that was some dark shit. I'm like ah, uh, the whole show strikes, is like, so dark. The whole show is just so dark, but I, it's like I, the I, necessary dark. It's like the dark you crave. I got one. Like I think you want to see like all the like the backstabbing and all like the unsure of like who's gonna be next to do well, some dirty. I, I think I know who's gonna get pop next. Who dies though in the finale? Somebody uh, has to. Okay, die. wait, wait, wait. I, I do want to say the reason that is right. The reason you bring that up and say that you want to see it, we all want to see it because this is the first. TV show or anything to ever take a superhero and make it dark and take it there. And realistic. Yes. And they put it in, they grounded them all in reality in a perfect way and then they took them there. They made them real human by making them with those mental inefficiencies that we've seen. Like, if Superman was real. And we only get like an hour movie or two hour movie. And like, even in the the TV shows, it's more like, you know, it's like, like, I like to say it's like CW. CW shows are like very soft. Very Except emotional. Supernatural. Supernatural. I need that shit to end now. Yeah, it's, it's been over. Since I was like, it's over. Grade. No, 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 no. It's coming back. Like, yeah, it's shit. coming back. November eighth, bro. Yeah, it's Let's coming go! back. Let's go. Like the last eight. I episodes. just finished the last season, and I was like, oh, that was it. Because they, they said it was done. Nah, bro. they went on hiatus. They, they, I think they allegedly changed the ending, but I need the shit to end. Wow, they have this, they have changed the ending like four times. They were supposed to end five years ago. Yeah, dude, this show when when the only mom, one show when the mom came still back, I was like, really? There should only be one show out of all these shows that should still be on, and that's Law and Order SVU. Oh that's the only one that should stay. It hasn't. What's the point They're trying to spin off Of Supernatural And then they canceled I was like That's because you rushed Wayward Sisters Wait what was the spin off It was Wayward Sisters They were trying to have Like two females Did it actually actually make it to It looked pretty good But like a lot of CW stuff They give up on it Just like Yeah they they, do They they give up Supergirl But Supergirl's time to go but I mean, if DC Legends is still going, then you have to. Cancel. I got the DC app though, by the way. Oh yeah, it's fire. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Harley Quinn are bringing it back, but the ending kind of pissed me off. Did but. you watch uh, what's the show? Uh, Doom Patrol. I'm catching up. Get but in the there. The first season was what? Ti- first season was a mind. Yeah. Titans is is what is good too. Titans, I hope they. I wish they didn't cancel Titans. Yeah, Titans think, is good too. I think but. they're putting that on HBO Max. Yeah, Titans everything is really every, good. Everything is it good. Is really good. Being, HBO is going to end up cashing out on everything, and like Look, I was happy that they moved over. The, the CW. The thing that I didn't like is that all of their DC shows, right? Yeah. Although they hit the mark for some of them, right? They don't take it there, and they have to be PG rated, and they yeah. have to be a storyline that's in an hour, and specifically within forty two minutes when you count commercials, right? Yeah. Which rushes a storyline. You get too much too quickly, and it, if you do a two episode way, that sucks because that's once a week of getting an episode, and you have to complete a story arc to keep the fan interest. Yeah, but I hate the drawn out stuff. The Flash like disappointed me this year. Yeah, the oh Flash. Oh my god, because that's like honestly, like I'm like the biggest Flash fan when it comes to like the, at least the CW show. They ruined it, but they ruined it. Arrow they ruined, Flash they ruined. No, the DC was it the DC multi where they reset the whole DC universe. The DC Legends, Arrow, yeah, no, with Arrow dying. Yeah, yeah. Arrow I, was like, went I see way what too y'all long. did. That made sense how they got yeah, yeah. rid of him, made him the Spectre, and I'm like, A- Arrow yeah. went way too long. Yeah, Arrow went, went on too long. Three seasons too long. Like I'm still hearing about the island. You should have had the island wrapped up by season three. And Man, by season, seriously, like, give us something else. Think Arrow what the hell else? Than it's the Batman, dude. Show. They're it's going back. Like, how many times y'all gonna go back? It was like watching the trailer for 
two uh, uh, for two brothers yeah. <laughs> on Rick and Morty. It's just two brothers. Oh, and old women and coming. And there's a Mexican armada. Old women are coming, and they're mad. Yeah, I- like. What the hell? And I, one thing I, I, before we get off this topic, I just want to say like the pandemic has ruined TV for me because you don't know when you're getting anything right now. We know we're getting like certain things this year because they finished up and wrapped yes. up a lot of stuff and then they were able to go back and wrap up things now. And I know studios are opening it up, but there's nothing right now no. that like, I'm looking forward to because I don't know when I'm getting it. And this is the one thing. This and Lovecraft Country are like the two shows. Lovecraft, it was a surprise for me because oh I didn't know God. it was coming. Neither did I. I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, that's the... And I was like, oh, man. And I watched it. I was like, oh. I remember saying to Aaron, you. I said to Aaron, like, look, yeah, we're watching the first episode and like 20 minutes and I'm like, this is dragging a little bit. I'm expecting like there's tentacles on the yeah. front cover of it on Hulu. So I'm like, I'm expecting some very weird supernatural things. So the storyline's running along and I'm like, all right, okay. And then it finally just and slaps it just you slaps in the face. You're like, like, wait, what the hell? There are tentacles? Was, like what? And I was like, this show is going to be so good. Oh my and, god! Because I'm an HBO fan, and True Blood was one of my favorite shows. Oh my god! True and Blood it, was it so good early me, on. It immediately gave me True Blood vibes because I was like, now I know that I have to sit through this first season and figure out what we're talking about here. Yeah, because this is gonna. I'm here for the long haul, and I really hope this lasts for a while. And the backstory of how they got this whole thing to go with like taking the author's stories and then flipping it on its head. In turning all the white characters yeah. into black characters, like that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I'm gonna let that cursing slide for this one, but like that's brilliant. Yeah, especially for the storyline, and then utilizing his quotes. Yeah, it was like yeah, it, it's it, it's amazing. I love J.J. Abrams and the fact that he can come together with Jordan Peele and a couple other folks. Is just beautiful. He's he's just that guy that's so universal. He's a, uh, he's literally a utility player in baseball. He can do anything, go on any project, and literally his stamp generally makes sure that it's a great project. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lovecraft Country is amazing. What do you think, BB? That one, yeah, I'm starting to catch up on those episodes more and more because I have HBO uh, on demand, so I'm just catching up on everything. Yeah, but yeah, that's I would say kind of going back to uh, the boys. I think I have one that's going to shock all of you. What's what? that? I think they're going to kill off Lady Maeve. Lady Maeve. Maeve. They're gonna kill her off. Yeah, she has Homelander to go. and because not like I think she he, just reached her character by fighting Black Noir. So she's for, done with the Seven. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like they're either gonna kill her, but she's immortal, so they can't really kill her. Is she immortal? No, nah, she's not immortal. I think Homelander ends up killing her. I think Homelander and you because know, like she like front kills. Her. I feel like he feels like he the owned last her. episode. No, no, like the last episode. I feel like he felt vulnerable. Yeah, and he realized he was vulnerable. Yeah, and he was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like, I like this girl, and like, dang, he was just like, "You, like, nah, I'm not doing this. She has to go." Yeah, because he he's realizing like he's in jeopardy. Like he he wants the spotlight himself. He doesn't want anybody else to be him. Yeah. She is him. She is him. Like that's and like honestly, more she's more she has she's smarter than he is. She can't fly, so that's like yeah. That, that's the only, but that's like that's, that's Wonder Woman. Can. That's how they kill <laughs> Wonder Woman. No, Wonder Woman can fly technically. Technically, so like who's to say she, who's to say she won't be able to? Who's to say like she? He he doesn't even want to take that chance. And I felt that last episode. I, I felt like I was. He was just like she's the one person that can get through to him and simultaneously ruin him. Yeah. So she has to go, and also the she's fact that she's letting him let loose and be open. 
and she's like, he's, when like when they had their first like moment, and he's like hitting her with the laser, she's like, keep going. Oh, he's just like, I think, I think I realistically, I, I don't think it's Homelander that kills her. I think they both help kill her. No, I think, I think something worse. What? I think the big big thing is going to be Homelander's son killing her. I think Homelander's That'd son some something. I was expecting. She got the I eyes was, too. I was expecting something from his son. He's going to fucking kill someone. That's why it's going to be bad. He was hot last episode. <laughs> yeah, he bro. was so mad. The what if he actually so kills Homelander? Not Homelander. What if he actually kills... Uh, Black Noir? No, not Black Noir. Lady Maeve? No. Uh, Stormfront? Yeah. I'd cry of laughter. Nah, I don't think so. Be like, talk about he purifying your race. He snaps and kills his son. All right, all right, all right. Last, all right, let's, let's, let's go on. Homelander's horrible. That's all I know. We got a couple minutes. Uh, I right, we're wrapping that up. So wanna, guys, go check it out on Amazon tonight. It's out at nine. The PM. boys, nine p.m. We will be watching. Well, technically, yeah, nine p.m. Literally, we will be watching. We will definitely be watching. Uh, exec of the year, Lawrence Frank from the Clippers. Yes. Uh, I think it's BS, but I understand because of the narrative all year with the Clippers being like the favorite, how they pulled it off, blah 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 blah. I just think, all in all, at the end of the year, if if this was voted on after the playoffs. We wouldn't be talking about this. Yes. Because they got fleeced out of all those picks and it didn't work out. Yes. And then you're losing a couple guys on contracts. Yeah. That will likely leave. They're going into it based off of what they did in the preseason. And you fired your coach. So you're yes. executive of the year, but you're like, you're starting over now. Yeah. You're, so like, you're how? an executive with nothing again. For what you did <laughs> to go into the season was amazing. I think, personally, I actually don't think it should be Rob Palenka. I know that might get some Laker fans mad, but this also will make them a little happy. I'm actually going with um, I'm going down to Miami to Pat Riley. I think what he did and put together this offseason, we all gave predictions on this show and all at some point said the Heat weren't going to make the postseason, right? Yeah. And Jimmy made a mistake. We're all victim of that. Yeah. And he's the one that spotted Duncan Robinson in his three-point shooting ability. He's the one that spotted Kendrick Nunn's ability. He's yeah. the one that spotted Ty Hero and what he could do. Pat Riley pretty much deserves. He deserves executive of the year for what he did. But like I said, at the end of the season, they're like mid-pack. You're not expecting them to I make know. this run. Like, but I, I kind of don't like it now that we vote at the end of the regular Would season. you agree, though, that uh, I know Rob Palenka had put together this Laker team. But given what the Heat have done... I, I'm not here to say that Rob Palenka deserves exec of the year. The exec on the Lakers is a collective of LeBron James, Jeannie yes. Buss. Uh, it's a brain Magic trust. has a part in this still, or had a part in like how he, we got you know here. You know he still has a part. Rich He's a guy Paul, that gets a call. Rich Paul basically staffed the team with all of his players able to take contracts. You have KCP, who's been on con- under contract for like four years at this point. LeBron's only been there two. Yep. Like... You can tell that, like, things that, like, happen. Like, I understand, like, Rob Palenka, but he's seventh on this list. And I think it's, like, ridiculous. Oh, let me Rob give you the, Palenka deserved more credit. Did I give you the list yet? Let me, to give no. you, let me give you this list because the list is... But, fans, please understand. Pat Riley put together a team that everyone, even the analysts on NBA TV, predicted to not make yeah. the postseason. And here they are in the NBA Finals. Number two is Sam Presti, and I actually agree with this because he fleeced the Clippers. He fleeced the Clippers. Pat Riley is number three. Then you have Milwaukee, who's John Horace, who lost a couple players, ended up number one in the league. I understand, but no, I still don't believe I don't, it. I don't believe it. He should it. still be dropped down a few a few spots. Yes. Then you have Masai Ujiri, who lost Kawhi and still ended up making the playoffs. And I'd actually give more credit if you go through the playoffs and see how they played. Yes. But then 
Zach Kleiman from Memphis, like, yeah, no. What'd you get Andre Iguodala and then trade him to Miami like, for Justice They basically Winslow? staffed the Lakers. They gave Dwight up. They gave up, who else came from? Avery Bradley. Yep. And then they gave up two other players. They got Dylan Brooks uh, signed. They got him re-signed. They have John Morant now. They have Jaron Jackson Jr. They have the <sighs> Triple J's there. Yeah, they're set up well. But to be honest... Pat Riley, I understand Laker fans that Rob Palenka deserved more credit, but Pat Riley deserved this year's Executive of the Year. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind, especially after all that we've looked at and overlooked with the Miami Heat and where they are, he deserves the credit. And it's unfortunate that we are going by the standard and precedent set by how many all-stars and talent you acquire and how you go by doing it as opposed to what your team's result at the end of the year with the hardware given out. And and Pat Pat knows about the playoffs. Pat knows that defensive rebounds wins. He knows that, like, the team he put together is very capable of winning. You just brought up defensive rebounding and rebounding in general. Look at what I brought up earlier with Anthony Davis. Got to rebound the ball. All right, but executive, I think it's a BS. And then, like, let's just do our quick game five predictions with us three here. Uh, Kenny, who you got? I got Lakers. Lakers, honestly, by like ten. Okay, I think they blow them out. Fine. I have the Heat, and I think I'll put it like this: I think it's a three-point game to the last minute, and it ends up being an end eleven-point game on the free throw line. Laker fans, so it's a three-point game in my book, and the Heat win it. Not today. Uh, so, my pick, of course, is the Lakers. Number one reason is they're going to be in Mamba uniforms, undefeated there. You guys can say it if you want. Remember the last but time when the I want to go, played? LeBron in closeout games in the finals is 3-0. and LeBron in closeout game in the finals versus Oklahoma, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. San Antonio, he had 37 points and 12. Warriors, he had 27-11-11. In the closeout games in just this playoffs, he has had 36 and 10, 36, 10 and 10 against Portland. Houston, he went up in usage from 26 to 40 uh, per possession. It was a crazy number, basically. Like, he was just like, I'm the takeover. He's taken over. And then versus Denver, he had 38, 16 and 10 in the closeout game. He smells blood. It's over. Put it in the fridge. The. The Jello's jiggling. The butter's getting hard. Remember the last time the Lakers played? The the one thing I'm worried about is the last time I watched the Lakers played in memoriam of Kobe Bryant uh-huh. was oh. against the Blazers. And what happened? We watched an opposing guard. No, 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 no an opposing guard. It's way different. If you want to channel that Michael energy, if you want to channel that Michael energy and say that Jimmy Butler, a la the poor man's Guys, Michael Jordan, I want to thank you for tuning into nah. Courtside Radio. He's a poor man's name. It's your boy Bruce Courtside. I got my boy Himes. Himes LA, baby. We in this building. It's kosher. Happy Jewish New Touchdowns Year. Touchdowns and tangents is up next with my boy PB, aka. Kenny the Jet Smith. <laughs> it's over, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But again, I'm going to say LeBron is closing this out. Game five is over. We're celebrating all weekend. Turn up city. Like, burn it down. Whatever you want to do, just don't burn down no black hey, people. Respect hey, to Pat Celtics Riley, and seven. Celtics and seven in 17 years. And we got to, this. Respect to Pat Riley through all that, though. Of course, I radio well. We love y'all. We out.